Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Going on, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another edition of Jay Bird Watching. We are part of the Stadium Scene TV network. Shout out to Stadium Scene. I am your host today, Adam Corsair, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, off-screen Mr. Craig Borden at the moment, but on screen <laughs> with a brand new microphone, Mr. Brendan Penicar. And before we get into it, I just want to say congratulations. On the new walls there, Mr. Brennan Penicar. Oh, How are we doing today? Much, sir. I appreciate it. It's uh, weird having space and not pulling out the uh, the table from the kitchen and sitting behind it and getting it all set up. That uh, Now just come pull out the chair, sit down, be ready to go. There you go. How you doing, Craig? Doing good, buddy. Now the dog's back in the house, so I can really participate, apparently. <laughs> there you <laughs> so, go. I'm going to say one thing about Brendan, too. It's so nice to see you out of the kitchen. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it nice to not see a Craig behind me? I, I don't know. I, just, I like you know. Drinks. It's just a beer drinking uh, show. You know, you, you, hey, you should at least swap it out for like one of those like little mini brew kits or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, we've got a guest, as you can tell by the video feed. If you are joining us on the video feed, I'd like to welcome proud member of Small Boys Inc., the six four king himself, Mr. Connor Chambers of <laughs> Toronto Sports Views. What's going on, man? Oh, small for Shadow Small Boys Inc. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew I knew it was coming. Like I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Uh Yo, it's Connor, been, it's, Connor it, talk your shit. Talk your shit. Yeah. Listen, okay. <laughs> I mean you you already said what you had to say. Yeah, six four, all right. I, I'm really the president of Small Boys Inc. at this point. It's like y'all ain't touching six, unfortunately. How can you be president of Small Boys Inc. if you're six four. Because I because I'm the tallest and I'm just up here and y'all are like <laughs> <laughs> so so cheers to that hey look it's been it's been well, a long time coming 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, the, it's like opposite day. But it's been a long time coming. Uh, I, I Last time I was on here was season opener last year. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. Uh, and that was a blast. And I'm sure this will be a blast, too. Um, as the viewers can tell, the beard gang is going strong here. I see that. Uh, <laughs> some some, some a little bit more than others. Right? Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> but, but, but I right, think uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I try I try to keep up with Adam. Right. Like I got the height. He's got the beard. Like it's it's that's the way it goes. So and Rich has got. Anyways, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rich, the third member yeah. of Small Boys. But um, uh, I, uh, I, I was talking about before we before we started out live. I was actually talking about something that might actually make Adam a little bit mad. But I'm gonna preface it before I dive into the details. Um, I'm wearing a hat. And it is a Boston oh, Red Sox. Get off hat. I'm gonna be wear blue with. I <laughs> explain it, Adam. Put your put the put the back in. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it. All right. Um. I if if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you actually see that there is some uh there's some meaning behind this. So when yeah. So um. I, I was I was doing the, my whole, you know, Blue Jays rock thing on Twitter because how can you not? Uh, with George Springer coming in, I was like feeling big dick energy and just wanted to like showcase that to everyone. Right. And I had a mutual follower. Uh, his name's Brett, Brett Knight on my Twitter, on my Twitter feed. He's a Red Sox fan, but, uh, you know, he's he's a little bit down. Right, boys? Like the Red Sox aren't great. And he's a little bit down and he's looking for he's looking for a fun team to cheer for. And and he came to me and he said, look, the Blue Jays are that team. Like they're a fun team. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. And I think it would be cool to do a hat swap. So I, I get a, I You pick a Blue Jays hat for me and I'll pick a Red Sox hat for you. And while, like, you know, it's Red Sox and it's a divisional rival and that whole thing. But. The, the the meaning behind it, I thought, was really cool. So I just kind of wanted to lead into it and say we exchanged hats. And now he's actually got in contact with people from Arizona to do a Diamondbacks Red Sox swap. Someone from San Diego for a Padres one. So uh, it's kind of cool. I think it's a cool way to like integrate fan bases and bring someone else to the Blue Jays bandwagon. So um, I kind of wanted to lead with that because I thought it was a cool story. And uh, I know it's a Red Sox hat, but look, and, and Adam kind of went and puked in the corner. But um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was kind of cool. So it's a good I, story I, behind it. It is. It's because it the Yeah. I would never have done this otherwise, but uh, no, no voluntary purchase. But you know what? Uh, show classic dude and it was a great story so yeah <laughs> uh, look it, it sounds charitable so i'll uh, <laughs> uh i'll give you that um i i, I know th- amongst the blue jays fan base uh outside of me i guess i guess there's a, more of a hatred towards the yankees than the red sox which i find a little bit surprising but um whatever teach their own but i i commend you sir on your 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 charitable friendships with uh, the Twitter sphere and keeping a G, um, so How we do it. Tip of the <laughs> cap, rub of the beard. I don't know what the pull of the stash. How's that? Oh, I got, I got <laughs> nothing. with you. I got, oh, squirreling. I got absolutely nothing. This is the royal beard, right? Yeah, there it is. The bearded. That's king. why he's hosting this week. He's got the full, like, literally cartoony like thing going on. Dude, I'm telling it's you, got the, it's even got the silhouette. I'm trying to get it out to here. I'm trying to just go until I get vaccinated. I'm just going to 
He's going to be full Yosemite Sam in a month. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yes. yeah sure. <laughs> this isn't even three months old, dude. It's still a baby, right? Best facial hair hosts every week. That means Adam hosts every week. <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to I get a video of the progression of it, like every week, see how much it grows. Oh, shit. You know? Oh, we could pull a frame on that, no problem. Yeah, yeah, just the the, oh. the length. If of, you want to go viral, that's the way to do it, eh? I can't tag, go viral. Tag, tag Matt Shoemaker and then watch it blow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. goes back. Um, and one thing to mention real quick before you go on. Yeah, For the millennials yeah. listening, Yosemite Sam's the one that always shoots that Bugs Bunny. Just clarify. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Fair. If they allow guns in cartoons anymore. Anyways, yeah, I digress. That's why I had to say it. Yeah. Um, hey, before so, we begin, uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, Craig, why don't you take the lead on this and uh, what people can expect if they subscribe to our Patreon? We're looking for people to join our little chat here, Adam and Brendan. So what we're doing is we're offering a $10 you know, founder special, 25 exclusive slots. We're going to interview you on your Blue Jays fandom and you get to come on the show for one of our, uh, you know, ten, quasi 10 minute episodes. And um, yeah, like I said, we're just going to talk Blue Jays being a fan and how fun you've had being a Blue Jays fan over the past however long. And we're going to go from there. And uh, we're hoping to find some more experiences, kind of like things like that, to jump in and, you know, join the gang here. And we're hoping that's going to be a nice, fun way to meet and interact with more Blue Jays fans. Sweet. Sweet. If you've been a fan for as long as I have, it's only been fun for really two seasons in last year. <laughs> <laughs> there were these powder blue days, Brendan, that used to be really, really fun. Just I was alive for 1992 <laughs> and 93, but I was a baby, so I don't remember. <laughs> I'll I'll take the the mid 90s. Obviously, 1995 is an anomaly here, but I'll take the mid 90s going into the to the 2000s over late 2000. Right, that that 2005 to oh 13 period was oh, rough. Well, man, yeah. Angry for a reason. Angry for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't like watching mediocre baseball year after year after year and being right in the middle. Right. Uh, uh, one is arguably the best pitcher and one of the best first basemen of a generation. Yeah. <laughs> Wasted. Yeah. Absolutely. Those years, we were what the Angels are doing with Mike Trout. Yeah, that's exactly correct, actually. <laughs> Excite Trout and Shohei Otani. Yeah. Except that at least yeah, the exactly. Eagles are absolutely garbage. The Blue Jays just flirted with mediocrity and just missing the playoffs by like four or five games so many times. It was so frustrating. Maybe next year was the key words. Yeah. Maybe next year. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, that being said, let's jump into some Blue Jays news. Um, this is semi-related to the Blue Jays, and uh, it's about Trevor Bauer. Now... Look, whether you like him or you hate him, Trevor Bauer did, I think, a very good job at making his signing, his free agent signing, as entertaining as possible. Um, I cannot recall a free agent that was so open and transparent on the entire process, uh, posting videos, you know, documenting what's going on, posting promos about it most recently, about where he's going to end up. Um, again, like him or not, we bitch and complain about the game being too boring. And here's Trevor Bauer trying to pull that out and sort of course correct. That being said, uh, he ended up signing with the Dodgers. And based on the aforementioned video, the Jays were, based on the jerseys that he was tossing on, uh, one of the three teams at the end. And when the Jays pulled out, allegedly, that's when it was down to the Mets and the Dodgers. Uh, Connor, we'll start with you, King. Uh, 
what does this suggest about how aggressive the Blue Jays are being and what they're willing to spend? And do you see that translating into any other free agents? We can get into other signings later, but, you know, on surface, does this encourage you? Um, <sighs> I don't know. Um, look, I, I think I think that the Bauer thing was was nice. Uh, once they got Springer, that really took them out of Bauer. Uh, obviously, it's a big dollar amount for, for Springer, getting him at the contract that they got him at. But they had to give up uh, a second round pick and spend. It basically would have been the exact same thing to get Bauer. And I know that the Jays had already, you know, balked at that idea of wanting to give that up again. So I even think just based on that, uh, it was it was never really going to happen. But I think that if the Jays missed out on Springer, they could have very easily been that Mets or Dodgers team. Like, I think that they had serious interest, but they didn't really get there. So the landscape changed, right? Once once we signed Springer and once the money went to Semyon, I think that the landscape changed a little bit. And then the Jays are now just trying to make, you know, less massively impact moves, but moves that still will impact the team to a certain degree. It'll never be the Trevor Bowers, but um, not not for this year anyways. But it is encouraging. I mean, he clearly had interest in the Jays and the Jays clearly had interest in him. So it was encouraging from that standpoint. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like next year, but it is nice that we got Springer and we still had Bauer on the radar, right? You can never complain about arguably the top two free agents, um, one of them committing here and the other one being in the top three. I think that that's, that is encouraging sign that free agents are interested in even with us not having a home yet, right? So That's yeah, true. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> what do you got, Craig? So- so I think it's intriguing the fact that they were actually serious with their offers because, like I said, to even be into the top three at the end there, that means they were literally ready to drop the check, right? It just happened to be a little bit more than they thought it would take probably. And at that point, I agree that this wasn't worth the uh, ridiculous sum of money is what I – if you really look look at it, Trevor Bauer, Trevor Bauer has been you know trending up, and he's a great pitcher, don't get me wrong – but I'm very worried that really what he's peaked right now, right? This could be the best season he ever had with the Cincinnati Reds. And he'll be coming back to a more, you know, mashing level of, you know, division. What was really going on in the NL Central this past year? The Cardinals were on a downslide. The Cubs are not hitting like they used to because you didn't see Chris Bryant lighting up the scoreboards and things like that. It, him coming to the American League East would have looked a lot different. I really do think so. The fun part is, I think we're going to see the equivalent of that with watching the Padres tee up on uh, <laughs> Trevor Bauer every few weeks. Um, I just think that the Blue Jays were definitely in on it, and I think that's very interesting because I think that means, regardless of whatever happens for the rest of this offseason, which I believe there's plenty of things coming still, there's still some glaring off. Glaring pitching, def- you know, issues on this team. Um, how they manage to address that is, you know, a whole nother conversation. But this comes next free agent off season, guys. How does this not just get you excited for that piece of that? Where they, okay, yes, they are willingly ready to spend that money on somebody outside of George Springer. 
you know, it would have been easy for them to say, yep, we got our big guy, run away, just like they did a million times in the past. You know, look at, like, you can think of it all the way back into the early 90s when we were good. Okay, they went out and bought Jack Morris on mm-hmm. a steal, a deal. Okay, the next year they spent a ton of money on Dave Stewart and Paul Molitor. But it wasn't really, like, you know, one big name at a time. It was usually a sprinkling in a couple of names, and that's what sustained the great core that we ended up bringing in. If they're willing to spend money on Trevor Bauer money, and they're thinking about that, this is spelled to me this wasn't a perfect fit, and it wasn't worth the $40 million. Yeah, where it has me excited, guys, is the fact that um, they, the last two off seasons they've gotten their number one targets, but they've been in on other guys. But they're not willing to overpay to get anybody who's not their top target. We've seen them overpay, and they they said they overpaid to get George Springer. Uh, they were in on DJ LeMahieu, but they he wasn't their number one target, so they were going to be like with them. It's like okay, if you sign elsewhere, take out somebody else's money. That's fine. Um, this is the guy we're going to be aggressive for. Um, it just also just signals to me there's still a lot of money left in the bank, um, and they're probably eventually going to get back up to 2015, 2016, and 2017 payroll levels, and that was near the top, top 10 in baseball, um, and there's still a lot of room to do so. Um, but yeah, it, it is exciting, but as Craig and, and I think Connor, you said this too, there's still some holes that need to be filled. Uh, we're about a week or so, two weeks uh, from uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, um, so uh, hopefully soon we see a resolution to these glaring holes in the rotation because I don't want to bury the lead here, but uh, right now on paper, it's not the greatest. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I before we you know dive into what could be when it comes to free agency, I do sort of want to dig a little bit, and because the response that I saw on Twitter was a little bit polarizing, um, if not a lot, um, it was very uh, get rejected kind of feel to it. You know, like all right, so if you're chasing, I don't know, whatever your your flavor is, if you're if you're chasing a male or a female or whatever, and you know that person's <laughs> not into you. Right. You're like, well, I didn't want to be with you anyway. Whatever. Fuck off. Right. And that <laughs> seems like what the fan base of the Blue Jays were like with Bauer. It was like, well, I didn't want him anyway. He's kind of a dick. So fuck that guy. <laughs> but if he joined the team, people would be like, All right, this is a fantastic offseason. And I understand there's the whole MAGA thing. We've talked about that to death on this podcast. Let me just put it briefly. There are tons of baseball players on your favorite team that probably support Trump and you don't even know about it, right? And so just because this Bauer may be out in the open about it, sure. But again, I just kind of want to put that aside and win a championship, right? And, you know, that's all I really care about is winning a championship. What the players do in their free time and their core beliefs mean fuck all to me if they win me a championship. So at the end of the day, yes, it's it's. I, did I expect Bauer to sign with the Jays ultimately? No, I, I thought it was going to be either the Dodgers or the Mets, and it came down to them just because, you know, that's they, they had the money to do it. But I just can't see a scenario in which a, t, a, a fan base wouldn't want someone that would make, at least this year alone, if it was just this year, make this team better like i i don't know connor i don't know if you have any feelings on that no i i think look i i was in the at first i was in the i'm not down for trevor bauer camp like i was uh, yeah look he blocked me on two accounts man he blocked me he blocked me on the greatest account ever besides jaybird podcast in uh, toronto sports views and then he blocked me on my personal one because i attacked him there too because i said you're a drone boy bitch 
bro. Like this, this was right before the playoffs. I was a little heated. He was chirping us and I said, take a hike. Like I was pissed and he got sensitive and he blocked me. It is what it is. But um, if you really examine the numbers, like he's arguably, and, and I know the division was weak. I, I get that. Like I'll be the first to say, look, he beat up on some, on some pretty poor teams. But if you take a look at his numbers, you could, you could honestly think he peaked, but uh, for this year alone, at least, I think that he's got so much in in the tank and he's got the juice to do it. If you really wanted to make a push, you, you could do that. Um, but that price tag is so high. Like, I, right. I completely agree. I completely agree with you guys. Like, 40, 40 plus mil is just, oh my goodness. Like, I, I get he's great. Like, I get that. But I would just, I wouldn't, I would feel uncomfortable tying that. Plus, the draft compensation, plus international spend money all gone. That's, that's a lot. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, I think, look, I, I don't, I don't necessarily mind it for that price tag. If it was like super cheap, I'd be like, what the hell? But for that price tag, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. Is he really as good as Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander? Did I miss something? Because that's the thing that really stands out to me with that payday. You're putting him in that elite class of pitcher and I'm not trying to knock his stuff, but I just don't see him being that good. <laughs> but maybe that's just my piece of this whole puzzle. Uh, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I like where the offseason market looks next year and just grab the best pitcher you can possibly get. Like I said, the right fit kind of situation to throw that giant brick of money in. And when it comes to Bauer, just final thoughts on that is sure. um, I, uh, I'm, uh, and Adam, just to kind of build on what you were saying there about his MAGA support and belief. And he hasn't been very outward about that since 2016. So maybe, just maybe, I'll try to give him a little bit of credit. Maybe he grew up over the last four years. Maybe not. But it was the, the harassment of females online that worried me way more than the right. thing. Because, look, we found out about Josh Donaldson's mega beliefs when he was favoriting tweets after Trump won the election and stuff like that. And that like that went aside as soon as the season started and he started hitting home runs again. So I'm guessing that the first time Trevor Bauer would go out into a mound in a Blue Jay uniform and get them a win and pitch seven or eight innings and strike out 12 guys, it'd be like, holy shit, we got a great pitcher on our hands. But yeah, that, that that's where I fall on it. Like, obviously, I don't support mega culture at all or anybody who follows it. I think you're a dumbass if you do. Uh, but it's the harassment of women that I'm just like, yeah, that's that that brings it to the point where it's a red flag for me. And I don't really want to entertain or um, get into that uh, circus at all. I think they did themselves a favor, especially on the PR side, by not ensuring they got him and upping an offer to get him, uh, especially when they preach the whole culture thing. So, yeah, that's kind of my final thoughts on it. He is a good pitcher. I'm not going to take away from that. The mega thing, I think, would be swept under the rug, especially because Trump's no longer president. And hopefully that whole thing dies down uh, in another year or two. Uh, but, yeah, the harassment of females is where I draw a line. I'm like, OK, I'm glad they didn't entertain that at all. I feel you. I feel. And, you know, I, again, I don't want to beat a dead horse. At the end of the day, he's not a Blue Jay anyway. But look, I, when it comes to these controversial issues like his political leanings or his um, treatment of, or, you know, vernacular towards women, um, I look at it like this, Trevor Bauer, and I'm not excusing him, right? And this is not making an excuse for him. And I know this might be labeled as such. And if that's how you feel, I don't know what to tell you. But um, <laughs> Trevor Bauer is, you know, outwardly admitted to be sort of a troll on Twitter. So maybe, maybe this, what he says isn't necessarily what he means. And also we, we preach and 
Brennan, you just touched on it. We preach about the culture that is built with this team and how Atkins and Shapiro, uh, Shapiro have made it uh, an, an effort to have a good culture. That's why Stroman's gone. Uh, Sanchez got traded. Uh, Osuna's gone. Um, you got to trust that they, they knew Trevor Bauer, right? There's a relationship there. There's a history there. So maybe they know the quote-unquote real Trevor Bauer. And if they were chasing after a person like this that – could on paper disrupt the locker room. I don't think it necessarily would, but you know, in fans' perspective, disrupt the locker room. You got to trust the the judgment of Atkins and, and Shapiro. So in, in that regard, maybe it, it's a little overblown. Maybe we're putting too much stock into it, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's a moot point. He's a Dodger, not a Blue Jay. We'll see him in the World Series. Let's move <laughs> on to uh, to some free agents here. Now, uh, you all alluded to it. There are some glaring holes in the Blue Jays uh, roster, more specifically the starting rotation. Uh, and it comes at a premium. And right now we have Walker, Odorizzi, and Paxton, uh, pretty much the top three available right now. These arms would be extremely valuable for the Jays. Um, the rotation needs to be beefed up. Um, if it's obvious to us, the four of us here, it's obvious to the front office. Um, and if we're to believe that the Jays may have been aggressive with Bauer at a time, either before or after Springer, whatever, it leads us to believe that the Jays have the means and you know the money to sign at least one of those three. Uh, so, Brendan, what's the holdup, right? You you figure once Bauer got signed, you know, Walker would have been the next shoe to drop for the Jays. Is it the currently constructed rotation that we have to look forward to in game one? Uh, or are the Jays going to make mo moves? Or, hey. Francisco Liriano might come back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw the Liriano thing. I'm like, hmm, interesting. I sure damn hope that's for the bullpen, which I'm sure it is. Uh, but um, I, I'm not sure what the holdup is because, yeah, Bauer's signed now. He's off the market, and that was clearly the best pitcher there. And then I think we've nailed the the next best threes, Paxton, Taiwan Walker, and Jake Odorizzi. Um I, I mean, I'd expect them to sign soon. I, this just seems like a case of where it was with DJ, DJ Mayhew. It's like, we're going to offer you something that is fair, and you can come and take it, and the offer won't be taken off the table. And I think that's what they're doing with Taiwan Walker, to be completely honest, because me personally, I think they're actually trying a little harder for Odorizzi for some reason. I don't think you go and offer him three years, $45 million or whatever it was last year, and that interest simply evaporates over the course of a year. Um, I think right now Odorizzi is – priority at number one and look we could be totally off we just run a podcast here but uh at that that's my thoughts on it um i'd expect them to sign soon especially because they need to know where they're going to be playing with pitchers and catchers reporting uh, in a week and a half so and look the three that you put in the agenda and that i have open here on my on my other monitor paxton is the one that i want the least even though he's canadian it'd be a good canadian story but i just don't think his arm's going to stay on uh right. and i don't think it, it kind of like the signing of who was it that they added to the rotation not too long ago? Um, anyways, I'm blanking on who it was. Matt Latos. Uh, <laughs> no, no. My, uh, <laughs> never Josh say Johnson. that name again. Oh, <laughs> uh, Josh Johnson. Man, <laughs> blanking on it. It was this past off season. We talked about it a week ago. Oh, Stephen Matz. Um, Paxton and Matz would be the exact same addition for me. Guys who had more instability and uncertainty than stability. Whereas Walker seems to be kind of in the middle because he's had a pretty bad injury history, but he was really good last year. And to me, Odorizzi is unspectacular, but he's not terrible. So at least he, you, you know what you're going to get with Jake Odorizzi. So I think we'll see it soon. I sure hope that it's not this current projected five because 
We see it. You said that, Adam, but the projections, Pakoda came out yesterday and they see it too. They projected the Jays at 85 and 77. I saw that like, oh, that's great. Like, that's exciting over the course of a 162. And then I thought about it. I'm just like, no, this offense is ready to win. The pitching is not. If you add another starter, maybe you add two or a starter in a bullpen arm like Trevor Rosenthal, I think that goes up to 88, 89 wins. And then you're firmly in the discussion for second in the division and maybe even the first wild card. What do you say, Craig? I think this whole new I think this whole new division personally is just gonna nuke itself. And I don't know about you got Brent Brendan, but I do have plenty of crystal ball going on right here. <laughs> so but if it came down to it, the guy I want the least actually is Jake Odorizzi. I made the joke I think last week or the week before that that would be like watching Jason Frazier pitch a whole game. And it would just drive me nuts because <laughs> I'm gonna be literally sitting on the edge of my seat the whole time because he'll walk the occasional guy or give up two, three hits in a row when the bases are low and he's always wiggling out of trouble. It's the guy I see, Jake Odorizzi. I've seen him as an escape artist in all his career. And, um, and and I don't think it's because he's doing anything wrong. It's just he doesn't have that stuff that really overpowers anybody, which is why I tend to lean toward um, Jack, James Paxson a little bit, even if he is starting to look better. I'll give you that kind of like I'm barely edging out Odorizzi with Paxton. But right now, I just... I have to pull the trigger on Tywan Walker and I'm making that happen any freaking way I possibly can. If I'm in this front office, because he's been here already, we know where we're getting right. James Paxton. You know, you could get a guy that might've pushed for a Cy Young award, but that is the highest of ceilings for him right now. Right. He's coming back from an injury. Yes. Everything's supposedly good. And apparently he looked really, really good in a, he did like an ex- exercise for a bunch of people, what, three weeks ago, something like that. And he looked really good where all the stuff was breaking well and he was throwing the ball hard. It's still that, yeah, you're coming back from an injury, right? We have a couple guys in our Maya League system that could be just as good as him. And, you know, Eric right. Cardinio, for example, coming back from a, and having, you know, just coming out and throwing fire or anybody for that matter. Or maybe if you were in that ballpark, you could have kept Sean Reed Foley and had the same guy that James Paxson could turn out to be. <laughs> it really could be any of that. I, I think I forgot to mention that last week, too, guys. One thing we got out of that trade, too, is we actually got down to the 40-man roster by trading uh, yeah. Diaz and Sean Reed Foley. Because right now we are currently at 40, period, ready to go into spring training. Um, but I, I, I would rather, like I said, go after Paxton or, um, like I said, no-brainer in Taiwan Walker. After that, I almost put the easy on anybody you can fill in that ballpark with with depth because I don't want to give him any more than a one year deal. I really don't. Connor, what say ye and who do you prefer? And tell me what his ERA is. Go ahead. <laughs> there it is. The the ERA king is speaking. No, I I can't look at hold on a second. Before I ever discuss ERA on this show, I'm just gonna crack that. All a right. claw. A claw. I'm transitioning. I, I'm really excited for Bud Light Seltzers, by the way. Yes. That fires me up. Uh welcome to Canada. Welcome to Canada where we don't get anything ever I until know. like five years <laughs> after. Well, that's why you really... gotta get on our secret me and Adam's secret smuggling operation is sending white claws to Brendan over the board. Yeah, I I saw I saw Brendan's got the ketchup chips ready to go back. Like that's that's, right. that's the way to go. Hey, eh? okay, perfect. No we got this all figured out on your Blue Jay connection. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, the thing for me, if all of those pitchers are healthy, it's Paxton, one million percent. If all of them are healthy, it's Paxton. Do I think he's healthy? No. Like that. That's where that's I where I that. that's where I sit. Um, Paxton to me is the biggest risk, but has the highest upside. If we're yep. if we're talking about it that way, that's how I feel. In a year where you really want to push, 
and you have and you have to choose one it can't be paxton for me i exactly. I, I i like the familiarity of taiwan walker but i also do like jake odorizzi like i wouldn't i wouldn't be upset with with any of these if if you could get two i would take one of walker and odorizzi and, and paxton right like right. there is a possibility right to to maybe depending on what the price tag is and we've seen that jays will maybe there's a possibility to get to get two out of these guys right our up oh, you ducked out is this oh whoops i'm back okay you're back yeah, yeah. you can repeat um, okay <laughs> <laughs> shit internet um rewind okay um having both of the having two of these guys like we've seen the jays willingness to spend i think that they i think that they would be interested in it um but you either of those guys one two or three become our number two starter on this rotation mm-hmm. that's how poor this rotation is right now it's not great like if, if we're talking the level that the lineup is in and the level at the starting rotation is in it's like this like it is a massive gap uh there needs to be additions it's got to be one of those guys if i had to choose one i would probably as of the familiarity but um you could go walker and you could go to rizzy paxton yeah i i i gotta lean walker on this um just well I think of the three, I think Odorizzi is going to be the most expensive. And I think yes. Paxton is going to be the cheapest option. I agree. Um, I, so that being said, shoot for the middle. And it's a, I think the film familiarity, as you've all touched on, is a nice leg up. So if, if we're talking shooting in the middle, probably like a two-year deal with an option, I would say, just to sweeten it. Um, I don't know. If they were willing to go, would you say Brennan three at 45 for Odo last yeah. year? Uh, I can see them going like maybe th- th- three at 32, maybe for Walker, if that includes the option. That'd be nice. Um, or if you just want to make it an 11 a year, 33. I know that's like sort of a slight overpay, but it's not. I mean, it's what you got to do to spend for this rotation as it is anyway. Um, I think it will be a little bit closer to what they offered last year for Odorizzi this year. It might be at like three at 40 or something like that. And again, it's just money. I don't care. Sure. Let's spend the money if you want. (laughs) Buy them both. But I feel like if they get Paxton, it wasn't their first choice and they're not really chasing it. And it is because the aforementioned two sort of floated away somewhere else. Um it seems like Walker has a desire to come back to the Jays, and that's rare. And we've talked about this on the show. You got to capitalize on that. You got to take yeah. advantage. Um, I don't know why they're not. Um, I don't know what the holdup is. I, I was hoping maybe if there was a Bauer deal or something, there was a wink and a nudge to between the Jays and the Walker and Walker saying, "Hey, let's get this out of the way, and then we'll we'll sign you." I was hoping you know, knock on desk that his attitude was, Hey, this is the deal I want. I want to be with the Jays, but do your other shopping first. That's just not how free agency works. This guy needs to, you know, get paid and to earn his keep. So I I don't know. I think at the end of the day, the likelihood of the player we're going to get, if any of them will probably end up being Paxton. Um, But I'm just hoping that they're aggressive and they're not going to get outbid for someone like Walker. I don't see a scenario in which Odorizzi is going to play. I think he's just going to end up, Aren't the twins chasing him again? Probably. Yeah, he's probably just gonna go back to Minnesota. Yeah, the he twins are like similar ballpark too. as us too. Yeah, yeah. Just, 
enough offense to need that pitching. Because um, so, they're in the very similar, because we have Ryu and they have Aida, right? <laughs> yeah. One signing really good Paxton, standout guy. To me, is like uh, the Yankees signing Corey Kluber. Uh, and it's why I wanted to stay away from Kluber, because I feel that they're just the exact same guy at this point. They're guys with high ceilings, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Um, there's a chance that Corey Kluber could hit that ceiling and be really damn good, which would suck. Uh, but at the same time, there's a chance that Kluber's arm might fall off. And that's basically what all three of us have just said about James Paxton. So the reward could be there, but I think there's a higher chance for disaster being there, which is why, at least to me, he's at the bottom. Can I make a fun point? That's going to yeah, yeah. probably spawn a whole other conversation. <laughs> so what if you do pay Paxton on a one-year deal and give him a put-up-or-shut-up deal, kind of like he gave Kirby Yates, right? Give him whatever the hell he's asking for, one year, show me what you got. What's the worst-case scenario? Come All-Star break, we have to fuse and dip into our you know plethora of minor league talent and trade for somebody? If that's what pushes us over the hurdle, you have a chance then to, you know, take and run with maybe you get James Paxson three years ago when he's throwing no hitters in the Rogers center. But <laughs> are we in the game though? Is. Are we in the game come the all-star break? If say Paxton is say Paxton gets hurt by May, mid May, which isn't outrageous, right? Given the injury yep. history, are you comfortable relying on what we've got to keep us afloat in an opportunity, like let's just say 500. Do you think the Jays would be 500 by the All Star break with the rotation that they have? Minus yeah, I think Paxton. right. I think right now our offense is going to carry this team, and I think we have a 500 team because of this amount of okay. offense that we are picking up. And yes, I do think that. And um, that in the worst case scenario, per your beard conversation here, we have Matt Shoemaker on speed dial, right? I hope so. <laughs> no, no, Ben Nicholson-Smith said today they're not after him, and he's mulling a few different options. He's going to go oh, to Boston, okay. dude. Fine. He's going to Boston. Uh, I'm telling you he's going he to Boston. Because he probably start. Yeah. And he, he just looks like it. Yeah, he just looks like a Red Sox. I'm telling you he's going to Boston. Mark my words. Well, they, need, first. they need a new beard after Pedroia retired, right? That's right. I'm telling you, they need something in that fan base. Is he, is he calling up Mike Napoli or what? What's going <laughs> on here? Party at Napoli's. But I want to make another joke here, too, that uh, Scott Mitchell tweeted out the his first rotation projections for the whole system earlier today. And he Ooh. literally has it in our number two spot. Your guess is as good as mine. Robbie Ray. <laughs> it's got to be Ray. Yeah. Right now it would be because he has him in the three spot, but he's hoping, I think, like we are all hoping that um, we are going to get somebody to fill that number two spot. I hope it's one of these three guys we were talking about, but completely open to a trade. Just saying. Uh, I still hope that they're working the phones and trying to get something. Here's here's something that <laughs> kind of like what you were saying, Craig, could lead to a debate. Um, when you go back and look at how the 2015 rotation opened up, uh, knowing that the offense carried that team until they got David Price and Marco Estrada just burst onto the scene, would you rather be opening it up with the 2015 rotation or the rotation that you could have on paper right now? Because in my mind, the rotation that you're going into right now is a little bit better than the one in 2015. And they managed to be right around 500 by the trade deadline. Anybody, well, any thoughts there? That was minus Stroman, right? So you had um, Dickey. Um, Burley. Estrada wasn't in the rotation at that point. No, Estrada right? didn't come in until late May. So it was Burley, Dickey. Who else was in that rotation? Drew Hutchison, Daniel Norris. Daniel Norris. And Aaron Sanchez. I'm taking that rotation over this one, dude. Really? Yeah. 
Especially at the time. At the time. Think about at the time. Think about it. Get out of here. This is why I'm putting this on camera. Hold on. Hold on. Get out of here. You had 200 innings from Burley. Guaranteed 200 innings from Burley. Okay. Dickey, okay, fine. But, like, I'd rather have Dickey than Matt's. I'd rather have Sanchez right now than Ray. Like, 2015 Sanchez over Robbie Ray right now? Oh, 2015 <laughs> Sanchez wasn't very good. But he wasn't. Who are you relying on? You're relying on upside for Ray. At least Aaron Sanchez had potential. He hadn't even reached his ceiling yet. It was an unknown. I feel like we're gambling a lot with, with Robbie Ray right now. Oh, and totally. And then we got that, That's my fear. Like, what, what do we get? At, at least we had some some stock. And uh, like you knew what you were going to get from Dickey. Like you knew yeah. what you were going to get from Burley. And you had innings. A, yeah, you had a hundred innings. <laughs> my, my, my reason for choosing 2020 right now is, or 2021 going into it is Ryu, because by far and away, he's the sure. best option of the bunch. Um, and then I think you could let's just say that. 2020 was an anomaly for Tanner Roark, and hopefully he's a smidge better. Ugh. Then you're getting close to maybe a high to mid four ERA, and that's what you got from R.A. Dickey. So R.A. There's your R.A. Dickey. Um, there you go. Connor. And then Ray and Norris, <laughs> both guys who couldn't hit the zone. Connor's down. So I don't know. He's buried with his Red Sox hat. Put it this way. All right. In 2015, <laughs> we're we're looking at this in hindsight. In 2015, Aaron Sanchez, we were banking on him to be the shit. We were banking on Strowman and Sanchez to be this one-two punch for years to come. We were banking on this. And I'm not saying that Nate Pearson, we were looking at him and Sanchez in the same light. Obviously, Pearson has more potential. Obviously, the ceiling's higher. Obviously, he's more of a highly touted prospect in comparison to where Sanchez was at the time. But still, in that 2015 season, walking in, we were banking on upside when it came to Sanchez because we saw like a, a progression in his development, and we thought he would be able to be a sustainable option in that rotation. Sort of like what we're seeing with Pearson, but we're a lot more confident because the stuff is a lot better. That being said, when you look at the unknowns that the rotation is dealing out now, outside of Ryu and Pearson, and Pearson, that's at best. We still don't even know. If he, he might be a bust. It's possible he could be possible. a bust, right? So we have Ryu. <laughs> that's my, it. My upside guy that you're saying Aaron Sanchez was is Robbie Ray, because I do think we're going to get a better Robbie Ray. I hope so. I think we're going to get the continued what we had at the end of the season from Robbie, yes. Robbie Ray. That the is last few weeks. I agree. And I'm completely fine with that. That's a Robbie Ray that's got around or just under four ERA and could rack up 180 innings. I'm fine with that. But look, we get into unfortunately his whip is going to be closer to 1.5, but that's oh, for sure. <laughs> look, we get into these discussions and have this, but the common sentiment is not to go down a rabbit hole any further. And, and I'm not trying to jack the, the, uh, oh, no, please do. Me, Adam, <laughs> is that the rotation needs to improve. It absolutely it does to. for a team on paper with this offense. That's supposed to be more than playoff caliber. The rotation as of right now is not. I think I think if the price is right, I think Jays get two of these guys. That would I be think awesome. I, I think I think they I think they realize that like they have to no like looking at this team you have to get like they're, they're, we're talking about fucking Tanner Roark man like Thank what are we doing like what are we doing Do I just Tanner Tanner's Tanner <laughs> dog shit man I'm sorry I, I that guy needs to go ship him off I don't know who decided to sign him to that deal. <laughs> 
They should be fired. They should be fired. That was a brutal signing. I can't believe that. But Connor, the diesel train just needs to get going, man. That's oh, what he said. Okay. Yeah, probably did after he gives up six runs in the first inning. Yeah, after he walks <laughs> five guys in a row against the Red Sox at the start last year. Oh, yeah. just warm it up, man. Get me yeah, into the I fifth or sixth after giving up yeah. eight runs. I'm ready. That's it, boys. <laughs> was he the tight. one? Was he the one last year that like gave a, a passive aggressive interview? Yes. At the, towards the okay, that was him. Yeah, and then he just got destroyed his next out. I think he only lasted like three innings. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, but all right, so this is a guy that's making twelve million million dollars. Can one we? Thing when you're done. Can we talk about maybe the possibility of acquiring David Price because I don't hate it. Oh, I, I'm I actually in love so with down. that idea because in all reality, the Dodgers have a surplus now, right? And they don't know what they're getting from him either. Exactly. You almost lump Price into that same ballpark with he's healthy, but he's in that same area as like Paxton is right now. You don't know what you're going to get, right? He could show up and have a dead arm for the first two months of the season because he has a throw. Yeah. But in all reality, I love that idea. Outside, outside of Ryu and Pearson, is there anybody in the projected rotation that you feel is better than Price? No. Better than Price, no. Okay. No. Yeah. And you're and. This is a guy that you'd be paying $16 million compared to Roark's 12. Okay, so give me the $4 million upgrade that will probably be worth than $4 million. And what's even better is the Red Sox are paying some of it, too. So Yes. Whatever. Make mm-hmm. the That's a little chip on the shoulder and make him come yeah. back to the division and stick it to him, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck him. There's, there's, right. one, there's one pitcher before we, before we get off the pitching topic. There's one pitcher that I'm actually super excited for this year, and that's, uh, that's Julian Mayweather. Julian Merriweather. I think I think that I think that he has the potential this year to take that. Oh, take nothing apparently. Oh my god! <laughs> Go back, rewind. Always, oh, he has he has the potential. Why? Potential why this is year it when I talk? Why? Why is it when they talk? You <laughs> you did it again. Oh my goodness! Why? <laughs> it's, you, it's that it's that half a million dollar condo internet that you got, Connor. <laughs> that, that, that Red Sox, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I need a new hat. This yeah. hat's ruining me. This hat yes. is gone. Um, no, he's. We, uh, I'll, I'll keep it short since my internet does not want me to talk. Um, sure. <laughs> he he just he just scratched the surface last year. We saw what he can do. Uh, if we can get sustained from him, I think that I, I like what he can bring. I just want to see more than what, you know, 30, 50 innings from him. Uh, but I like what I've seen there. I think that I think he has the juice to get to get something going in the rotation. OK, I, I don't yeah, disagree I like with that. I, I, I'm I'm down for whatever. Craig, you said you had a point you wanted to make. I have a couple interjections first. Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. Rocks on Twitter is mentioning that. He thinks that Steven Matz could possibly this year's Marco Estrada. Very That'd undersold. Nice. Kind of I would like I get, that. I get, I, get, I get the idea. I I really do, because in all reality he relies on his changeup a lot to be successful too. True. So I don't think right. it's Marco Estrada level, but you never know. The right tweaks, things could happen. Get some magic out of it. Um I thought this might be a good time to slitch in one of our uh, you know, more you know, prevalent uh, followers is a uh, sure. question. One of her uh, sister with a bolter, longtime listener. Unfortunately, she just had to work, go to work. So guess what? She will be listening to this later. Um, out of what we have right now on this 40 man roster, who is the guy that is probably not going to be the guy that breaks on the 40 man roster come the end of spring training or even in the coming in the next few weeks? Derek Fisher. 
<laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, is he even I, on I, the thing still? I didn't even. I, yeah, it, he's it there. my mind. He's out of options. He is. Yeah. He is on forty. He is still yeah. area officially number twenty-three. Still, unfortunately. So. Yeah, there's nobody else, and it's not even close. So outside of him, because <laughs> like I said, I actually there were some other guys in this ballpark I thought might be interesting to hear yeah. of. Derek Fisher, Derek Fisher is that dude on that you do in a fantasy draft that you take pretty high and you're just so you don't want to drop him, but he's so underperforming and you're like, I can't <laughs> let this guy go because it makes me look like a fucking loser. But like, you got to let him go, man. You you screwed up. Let him go. You gotta go. This is like why every year at the end of my fantasy football draft is because I know I blitzed everybody in the first few rounds. I just say I'm taking Tim Tebow for the shits and giggles. Of it. Just, nice. Tim Tebow. I want Tim Tebow. Why isn't Tim Tebow here? <laughs> Tim Tebow. Evil, God damn it, NFL fantasy. Right <laughs> you just you just draft Andrew Luck with the last pick every year and just hope, yeah, just hope he unretired. <laughs> yes. Chad Ochocinco still plays football, right? There you go. <laughs> he did play football. <laughs> That's not too long ago. That's right. I forgot he did that. But, yeah, uh, CFL. I thought it was interesting. Some some of these other guys. Do you think Sean Yamaguchi breaks the forty man? So that's the guy who I was gonna say is the first on the chopping block after Derek Fisher and even Scott Mitchell put a few weeks uh, put it out a few weeks ago that uh, that is a strong possibility. It's only three million dollars, so um, that's one you could easily eat. If it's not him, then it's got to be via trade, right? Because they still have five catchers on their forty man roster. I was gonna that's say it's got to be Reese. I'm looking at Reese. Be, yeah. <laughs> Because if you're going to drop one of these catchers, Riley Adams still has a lot of upside. Yeah. You know what you're really going to get out of him. And he actually has the flexibility to play some other positions, too, which is, you know, the Blue Jays' new hard on, right? Like, where can you play? Where can you play? <laughs> then you got Danny Chanson and Kirk. They're not going anywhere. And you have one of the young, brightest young talents in catching in baseball in Gabriel Moreno. So you're not going looking at him unless you're trading him, like Brennan alluded to. So it really comes down to there. And, um, you know, everybody else after that, you're not dropping. Even like Otto Lopez is one of our extra infielders on our 40-man roster. He has so much upside. It's not even funny. The guy puts barrel to the ball every five freaking seconds when he's in the bat. So there's nowhere else to hide. I agree with you. I think sister will be happy with that, uh, that answer fellas. So thank you. I just thought that was a good time to squeeze that in because we were talking about roster moves and stuff anyway. For sure. Yeah. I, I, let me to get my two cents on Yamaguchi. I do think <laughs> in a perfect world, you would want to be able to cut him, But right now with how the Jays are constructed with both starting rotation and bullpen arms are at a premium. Right. And you, you sort of there were moments or strides that Yamaguchi was OK yeah. last season, you know, and uh, he did cough up a bunch. But you're sort of banking on upside there. I think the obvious one has to be Fisher. It has yeah. to be, especially with the, the surplus of outfielders. The fact that he I think three times he's gotten hit in the face with the with the fly ball. It's time <laughs> to go. It's just the experiment didn't work. Let's just move on from Derek Fisher. I'm done. Jeez. All right. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on when it comes to the rotation and uh, possible acquisitions? Are you good? No. Good. I right. refer to last week's episode title. Pete Walker isn't this good to fix that. Just saying. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Let's hope. But not have him. <laughs> All right. So you guys uh, sort of alluded to it. I, actually, Craig, you did with uh, you want to play. You, where can you play? Where can you play? Let's talk about uh, utility, guys. Let's talk about Marlon Gonzalez. Um, it's kind of hard to see a clear spot for the switch hitting utility man, but the Jays are kind of 
pursuing him, I guess, or there's interest. And if you squint really hard, I guess there's spots for him, maybe. Uh, Craig, what do you think here? Just another case of the Jays being, quote-unquote, interested in a player, and it may just be due diligence? You think this is not illegitimate? There's there's no way. There's no room. Kick the tires. But the way, that's really all I feel like this is. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. The reason they went back and grabbed Richard Durania off the uh, waiver wire is because they thought that he's, he could be that guy. Mm. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have the bat that Gonzalez has, but what has he really done since he left Houston? Maybe it was all the, you know, magic down there that was, you know, helping him out. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but um, as far as it goes, in the last few years, he hasn't looked like the same player. And he has looked at like, okay, he's that guy that's just a win above replacement at wherever he ends up playing, right? I don't see how he fits into this. And not to mention, we're already having enough problems filling out where we're going to have guys. Anyways, you know, I have I see, I keep seeing people saying that Travis Shaw still got a place on this team. <laughs> yeah. Which I find harder and harder to believe every day, but it's just what it is. But and he's not showing on the forty man right now. He's a free agent. Oh yeah, Shaw's a free. No, I, I th- think I thought he, he had. Did the they decline the option? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. So, but anyways, I think he's so, still out there. Is he? So free? I'm just gonna put this out there then. Some highly ranked MLB guy, <laughs> not outside this collective, <laughs> said that he was still on the Blue Jays roster. I find that. Oh no. no. <laughs> that was like a week ago. I saw him. Like really? He's still here? <laughs> I was losing my mind for a second. But in all reality, guys, I could see Santiago Espinal running away with that kind of a job as the uh, super utility guy, and I really think he could even play some outfielders. He's got the just pure athleticism. Mm-hmm. And we saw what we can get from him. Why would you pay for something else? And you know, Marwan Gonzalez think it could be cheap. And it really just messes up trying to find him at bats and whatnot we, with what we have really going on right now with what is four outfielders and two good first basemen in Vlad and Rowdy and having to find at bats for, you know, Kevin Biggio now too, because he's going to be moving all over the place. This is just putting another weird piece into this puzzle. And I don't think it really gains you anything. Yeah, it's. I'm looking at. I'm going over and trying to place everybody on this 40 man roster in my head about where they open up. And right now, after placing everybody in the infield places, the only people who remain um, is Rowdy, but he could be DH. Um, and then Otto Lopez, who's not going to be at the big leagues, uh, and then Espinal, uh, as Craig said. So whether or not they believe it, Espinal at this point could be a signal into their interest of Mar- Marwin Gonzalez. I do think that the ability of him playing the outfield uh, is definitely a huge plus. Uh, but then again, when you think about that, the only way him in the outfield makes any sense is if Grichik, Lourdes, Tioscar are off of this roster. Um, And at this point, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. And even then we've, we've really hyped up a few podcast episodes this, this off season. It's Jonathan Davis. I would love if Jonathan Davis was the full-time fourth outfielder, because I think he's perfect for that role at this point. Um, And even then they still have Josh Palacios who they're really high on, on the 40 man roster too. So um, I think the interest is legitimate, uh, but I think it really would depend on a trade happening for them to pull the trigger on the signing. So at that point, I think he ends up going elsewhere. Connor? Well, let's see if my internet wants to cooperate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> test, test, am I Talk good? Talk slow, segmented sentence. No, I'm still here. Okay, great. Um, look, I think Dave Hudgens is the key here. I think I think that if Marwin Gonzalez comes to the Jays, it's because he said that he can help. He knows what he needs to do with with Marwin Gonzalez, and and that would be the main driving force, I think, for this organization um, to bring in Marwin Gonzalez because 
they consulted with Dave on this. I I, th- I think he's honestly a big key factor in this signing. Um, I love utility guys. Like I love Ben Zobrist. I love Marvin <laughs> Gonzalez. Like I, those were the guys. Like I w- I I think that if the Jays got Ben Zobrist at the deadline, uh, they would they would have won. They would have won the yep. World Series. 100%. I I'm a hundred percent convinced of that, and I will die. I I will die with that thought. I do not care. I will I will perish with that thought. But um, he could be a reclamation project. Uh, is does it make sense at this time? It, it might have made sense last year. I don't really know if it makes sense this year. You guys talked about guys like uh, Espinal, Jonathan Davis, a perfect fourth outfielder. Um, I'm so done with Grichuk on this team. It's not even funny. I that guy too. needs that guy needs to go. And if you're gonna debate me between Rowdy Telez and Randall Grichuk, you can take a hike. So I'm not having that debate. Like it is Rowdy Telez, one million percent out of a million percent. Uh, Trade I'm them sorry. both. <clears throat> Captain Clutch. Get out of here! Get out of here! So high. So Remember high. that offer I had for him before the show? He lost it. Yeah. <laughs> so high. Damn. Damn. How to lose? How to lose that bag in, in about twenty minutes? Okay. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, I think I I, I do like Telez. I've always liked Telez, and Adam and I have kind of gone back and forth on him a little bit. But I've always stuck with I'm I'm in the Rowdy Telez camp. Um, I think he had a fantastic year last year. Will he repeat that this year for full season? Probably not, but I still like his upside more than Randall Gritchuk, especially as that DH guy. If, if that's going to be his main spot, I think he's a perfect fit there. Only lefty in this lineup. Yeah, true. <laughs> just saying. That's, that's also why <laughs> Gonzalez could be, could be key too, right? Like that, there, there's that, there's that impact. Cause he can go both ways. Right. So, right. I mean, there's, there's that impact of having potentially another option on the left, but we do need a more balanced. If, if that's one thing about this lineup, it just needs to be a little bit more balanced on the left side. But can I make the joke here about the whole Gonzalez thing? Sure. John Villar 2.0. Uh. <laughs> Ah, he did it. He said it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, couldn't help no, it. No, no, no. It just, it just reeks of that to me. It's like, well, something you can get excited about just enough. Yeah. And then find out, oh yeah, by the way, he's really only this good. And now <laughs> he's the Mets problem. No. Um. So look, I don't, I don't want to hop on Teles too much, but uh, I, I incur- I know it was fun to watch. I'm not taking anything away from his his upside and you know his breakout season. Just bear in mind the majority of those numbers were in a minor league park. Look at his away numbers. So I'm gonna say I need to see it in a blue jet in the Rogers Center. I need to see it there. I don't necessarily think he can do it. If he can, great. Prove me wrong, bro. Fine. But I think this is an enormous sell-high opportunity for the Blue Jays right now for someone that needs power hitting. Because if you remove Rowdy Telez from this offense, I don't think it suffers. I really don't. It, it, hey, I, hey, man, if, 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 the, if the offer is there, like, there's really no untouchable besides like Bo Bichette really on this team. Or Nate Pearson, right? Like yeah, Those are the yeah, two. If, if and Kevin Biggio. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, man. No. <laughs> um, I think those are the two untouchables, right? Like, of course, if if the offer makes sense, I'm I'm fine with it. But um, I and it is a good sell high opportunity. I won't disagree with you. I think that if there's going to be a time to sell on Rowdy, it would be now. Uh, I would just I would just like to see what he can do this year. And I don't think it hurts this team. I don't think that what you would get back for Rowdy is really going to make too much of a difference. So I would just like to ride it out. I, I hope he proves me wrong. But um, all right, we're going long here, so let's let's finish up with the final topic. I do want to talk about the uh, the MLB and the MLBPA 
uh, how they reached an agreement for the 2021 season. Um, pretty much everything we saw last season with the exception of the universal DH. So you're going to see seven inning double headers, um, extra innings, a man on second to start off. Um, and the meat and potatoes I want to get into is the health and safety protocols that were agreed upon. Um, protocols include um, individuals are barred from having indoor gatherings of 10 or more people um, outside of games, of course. Obviously, when you're in a, in a dugout, you can't really control that. Um, they cannot eat indoors at a restaurant or dining areas. They cannot be at bars, lounges, clubs, or like establishments, strip clubs, <laughs> uh, fitness. What, no hot wings? <laughs> No hot wings. Um, God. Uh, <laughs> Thank God Harden's not a baseball player, eh? Otherwise, he'd, right. he'd, be, pissed. <laughs> he'd be screwed. Uh, fitness and wellness centers not affiliated with the club or the MLB. They can't go to like a, a planet. Fuck this. Um, entertainment <laughs> venues. They can't go um, gaming and other venues, including bowling alleys, arcades, casino, pool halls. Um, row teams are not permitted to leave their hotel other than for team activities at the team facility or ballparks or for medical reasons. They can leave, obviously, if there's a medical emergency or if they want to go on like an outdoor walk or exercise of some sort. Now, remember, this was agreed upon by the MLB and the MLBPA. This isn't the MLB implementing this onto the players. This was a joint agreement. And moreover, any ball club can supplement these rules. They can't subtract from what I just said to you. They can make them even stricter if they choose to, but they can't take away. Uh, so... 6-4 King, you are, I guess, you can finish off the show with the, the final topic. Um, are you optimistic that this season can run smoothly? Because, look, last year, minus a couple of hiccups, and in hindsight, they are a couple. You know, in the World Series, that wasn't the best look. But <laughs> it was a success, right? They got through the games. They had to cut a few, whatever, postpone. It was a success. This seems to be a little bit more strict. They seem to have a blueprint given what happened with the NFL, given what is happening with the NBA. It seems like they're on a path uh, in hockey, but you know, yeah, yeah. My Sabers are fucked. Just saying. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, and you and ten other teams league like that's a talk about a oh my god, talk about a league in shambles right now. It's the NHL. Yeah, exactly. What is, what is hockey? Anyways, uh, Connor, Connor, are you uh, are you optimistic? Look, spring training, pitchers and catchers for the Jays report February 18th. Full squad workouts start the 22nd. They're doing the pods now in spring training in Florida for the Grapefruit League. I don't necessarily know what that means, but they're trying. Are you optimistic? Uh, I mean, this is the second time through this for the MLB. No other league has gone through it more than once, right? I think that every league has to iron out their own unique set of wrinkles and challenges. The MLB was the first one to really say, we're going to go a full season with doing X, Y, and Z. Uh, with full travel, essentially, besides, you know, the Jays in Canada, it was all all travel across the states. And yes, you know, the Cardinals got absolutely ruined at the beginning of the year. Like they played three games. Everyone else is at like 50 and they had like three games played. They played a million doubleheaders and, and that was it. But to be honest, I mean, they did a pretty decent job, uh, like considering everything that was in there. And, you know, when the Cardinals went down, everyone was like, there's no chance this season resumes like there is zero chance. And but lo and behold, we made it through, like you said, to the World Series. Justin Turner basically gave a big fuck you to MLB and was like, I'm going to switch my, my girl after I got COVID. And that was it. And then everyone just got COVID. <laughs> so um, season's uh, over. Yeah, season's <laughs> over. Like Rob Manfred could, could kick rocks. I don't care. See ya. But uh, 
honestly, I think that they have the blueprint to do it. If there is, an, and it's so weird to say this, if there's a league right now that I trust to make it through a full season, it's the MLB, which is really Ooh. bizarre. Something really new, bizarre. You know, because look, if the NFL look, can. Manfred is the worst commissioner in sports. Yes. But they've they've done something here. Like the NFL, the NFL had so many teams just down in it. We all know that through through fantasy, just players were like this and that, and uh, the uncertainty was crazy. But they're lucky because they're only a week sport, right? Like they're they're once a week, right? And th- and that's usually it. Um, the NHL is is brutal right now. Like there's w- close to ten teams out currently with COVID. Like they they are not playing games, postpone games. I, I don't know how they're going to make it through. And the NBA is literally sending dudes out playing games while they got COVID. Like, what is Adam Silver doing? I don't understand. Like that, that and that is something that we didn't see in the MLB. Like, if, if that, if you got traced, if you got tested, out, you're gone. Like, don't even touch the field. So, I think that the implementations in place and with the agreement between the MLB and the MLBPA, I'm actually pretty confident, considering that this season. There will be COVID cases, but this season going through will will go through as a success. But that's just me. I agree. I um I just think it's hilarious that the they you know the one thing that's getting overlooked on this fact is apparently we're taking steps back on the DH thing. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the things that went well with what we're talking about here in the major league baseball last year and the DH thing being finally in the NL and everybody's like, Oh, this is great. And then there's a few people like, don't worry. It might not stay this way. That, that, uh, how was the game any better with our worse? You know, I didn't understand. So it just kills me, but going back Yours. to the health and safety stuff. Yeah, exactly. I get it. But, um, you're talking about ways to make the game more interesting. Well, don't let Trevor Bauer hit. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to the health and safety stuff, I think it's hilarious that um, I'm guessing this is the reason that Travis Shaw is actually still a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Don't lock me up. I can't stay in my room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm the thing that shocks me the most about this whole thing is I just can't believe the players agreed to it. You know, we talked about this at length and uh these are a bunch of people that obviously when they're traveling, they want to be able to go around and do whatever they want. But you know, the other reality of that whole situation is there's still not a normal back. Things aren't open. They just opened up bowling alleys for the first time, like ever here in New York, like two weeks ago. So yeah. Okay. Bowling alleys are restricted. Well, they're not open in you know, half of the States. <laughs> so what else are you going to do? I mean, I mean, my, my quick counter to that before you guys continue would be like, they didn't get their full paychecks last year, right? Like they right. was, yeah. was prorated and that that's the thing, you know, money talks when these boys are making $30 million contracts and they're cut down to 12, right? It's I want that 18 mil back in my bag, right? Like I want that in my bank account, right? I, I think, I think money talks and, and at the end of the day, it's like I'll sit in a hotel room for three days if that means I can collect my bag, right? I think for those guys, they'll, they'll take it. But I, I do agree with you. I just think that's what the incentive is there for the players. It makes sense, especially when a lot of these things, hey, you get to hang out with the same group of 30 guys for the whole rest of the season anyway, so you might as well get comfy with them. Yeah. Hence the reason why I think the Blue Jays are in a really good standing. You know, we really didn't change a lot from last year. These guys have gotten way too super comfortable with each other, right? <laughs> why not ride it out for another season and let the chemistry flow, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I, I 
I, I agree with Connor. Um, I really do think that they're in a pretty good position. Plus, um, in both Canada and the United States, let's not forget that vaccine shipments to both countries are going to be increasing over the next few months. Um, even in Canada, we're, we're so far behind the eight ball with vaccine rollouts. Connor, you know this, being in I Ontario. Know. You guys are eight. producing it more yeah. now, finally, too, as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we're so far behind on that. But Trudeau the other day said that they're still on track to get their 20 million in, in, in quarter two, which is awesome because that's almost all of Canada. <laughs> yeah. So um, and I'm pretty sure I saw the other day that the U.S. is getting 50 million more than expected earlier than they expected. So they are I think they're going to be in good shape. And I, it still would not surprise me if. Uh, by after the All-Star break, the Jays are playing at the Rogers Center, um, and that fans will be able to go in some sort of capacity, um, maybe 20%, 30 or 40 just to, just to start, but maybe even by September or playoffs, uh, depending on how many, how the vaccine rollout goes, that people will be able to, to go to games uh, and sell out crowds. I fully expect just saying the NFL will operate without any sort of fear, and there will be fans packing stadiums again for the next NFL season. Oh, so. I, I think baseball's in a good spot. It's going to be April and May that they have to be very vigilant to make sure that there's as few postponements as possible. And then after that, once it comes to summertime, you're outside. We saw what happened this past summer with the with uh, with COVID. Infections went down. So um, I think they will be able to pull it off as long as they're good in, in April and May. I agree. Yeah, you look Brent? at okay. What's up? Uh, I was just going to say, Brendan and I were still at the last Toronto actual Blue Jays home game. It's true. I'm just saying. There you go. Yeah, that was 500 <laughs> days ago today. Oh, my God. You're Jeez. killing me. How do you know that? <laughs> uh, uh, who was it that posted it? It was um, oh, okay. uh, Ben Wagner posted. This is a photo oh, from the last okay. time I left the studio, 500 Jeez. days ago. Um, uh, they uh, uh, Look, when you have the NFL, right, successfully had their season. And all things considered, like, I know a lot of people like the rag on the NFL. They're a bunch of blood-sucking monsters that, you know, various points. But they just hate Goodell. Yeah, we just feed that fancy <laughs> football giant here. But, you know, there's a lot more personnel when it comes to each NFL teams. They travel to the stadiums. They didn't have pods. They had their actual stadiums that they played in. And minus a couple hiccups here and there with Tennessee, uh, Baltimore, um, Oakland, I think at some point had some some hiccups. Uh, Pittsburgh. Cleveland, Pittsburgh. There, there was a, a handful of cases here and there, but it was way less detrimental than I thought. Sure, you were watching games on Wednesdays, but whatever, you're watching hey, games on Wednesdays. Hey, Wednesday. You know? Um, if, if, <laughs> obviously, it's a lot easier when you're only playing one game a week. I understand that, and you have a lot more backups available. But I think if you if you follow that blueprint, I think in the beginning it's going to be a little rough for the MLB. Um, spring training might be a little bit of a clusterfuck, sure. but once you get out of there and maybe heading into June, you might see a, a nice steady pace of games happening. You might see some uh, fans being able to let into some stadiums. We'll see. But I do like the aggressive approach right now. I understand it's restrictive. I understand people have their thoughts on how people should be able to spend their time outside of work and whatnot. But you have to understand these are professional athletes. They signed a contract and if this is what, as Connor was alluding to, if this is what it means to get that $30 million, I'm sure they're, I wouldn't say desperate for it, but they miss having that $30 million a year, right? They want that. So uh, they're determined to play a full 162. I think they'll be able to get close to there. Would it surprise me if they end up scratching a game here and there? No, it wouldn't. Maybe they'll end it with some double headers at the end of the season, like we see in minor leagues all the time. Craig, you know so well it happens. 
and it being seven inning games, whatever. Um, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that we're going to see a full season. I'm optimistic. And Brendan, like you mentioned, there will be more and more vaccines rolled out. And we all know athletes are going to get it before anyone like you and yeah. I. It's, it's just going to happen. And once that happens, you'll be able to roll without any issues. So, uh, yeah. Sports are the only real entertainment I ever have. Because, you know, you guys know how it is. TV's been freaking bad. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Can I so, just request that the Jays keep playing their midweek games at 637 instead yes. of 7-7? Yes, that was that my was New so Year's nice. wish. Yes. My Christmas wish. <laughs> yes. Please. I hate the 707s. 637 was so good. It ended at 930. It's amazing Perfect. what that half hour actually does. Yeah. I know it doesn't seem like much, but in in the other time I really noticed it was when the, the when they started the season at the Nationals and the game started at six. I'm like, well, that's not enough time to transition from work. Maybe get a workout in and cook dinner, but just that ever, extra half an hour made a massive difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, all right, that is all the material I have planned. I know we ran a little long. Uh, Craig, is there any uh, listener questions that you want to give out to us, or did we run through? So I, the one that another one from Sister with a Volter and the pointed sure. out the fact that we all knew before the show, the Blue Jays are ranked now the number three minor league right. system in all of baseball, according to Baseball America, who is the you know prestigious version of your prospect stuff that you're going to get. And guys, are you really shocked by that ranking from what no. we're adding to this? And regardless of the fact that the guys have graduated off the list, like you know the base, basically the whole new Blue Jays core and Biggio, Vlad, and. Bit, and uh, Bo. So, and then not to mention, Nate Pearson just slides in on that just a little bit still. But the Blue Jays also had, I think, five guys in the top 100. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Six. It was six. Oh, it was Although six. That was Keith, sorry, that was Keith Law's rankings. So never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the actual Baseball America ones had five, I believe. Right. And the lowest ranked one was Alejandro Kirk. So, that gives I was going to say, I was gonna say Kirk's, Kirk's got to be there, right? Because I'm not actually sure what the names are. So it's got so Pearson Kirk, uh, SWR on there. Yep. Yep. Okay. He's on there. Martin. Uh, Martin. Uh, Groshans. Groshans, I think. And then, uh, yeah, then obviously Kirk being the fifth. Yeah. Okay. And so, Martin, well, I think, was on and Martin, the loss. Yeah. And Martin. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. 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 But this is the he thing. He was that pretty good, too has me encouraged guys is that if Keith law who hates the Jays and we texted about this, this, this afternoon guy who just hates the Jays and is still sour that he got fired by them. Uh, the quote that Brendan Kuhn tweeted, uh, says the Jays play six guys on my type 100, one on the just miss list and have three or four more who would comfortably fit amongst the next 40 names. So on Keith law's list, they have 10 or 11 names landing in the top 150. That's impressive. Did you see who's Keith law's number two is? No. Cleveland. Yeah. Ah, uh, of course. Which shocks me too, because I really don't feel like that they had that standout to begin with, and that Mets trade really didn't give them a ton. So I'm saying I'm thinking maybe the Jays, and it might be his bias against the Jays. So I'm, I'm putting that number two because Tampa, <laughs> Tampa Bay is his number one, and I don't think that's an argument. Obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still have Wander Franco down there, yeah. who's going to be equal or better than Vlad's ceiling. Well, then I believe they actually have seven prospects in the top 100. That, yeah. So this is why Wander you, Franco being the the top guy, so points there, <laughs> and then obviously trickled through a little bit more than us, but yeah, very interesting. And then I had mentioned the tidbit about Loris Gurriel Jr. actually mentioned or is mentioned in ba- Baseball uh, Network's uh, top 100 players last night was ranked number 83. 
Obviously, there's some guys above him that on that list that we are, you know, well aware of in new free agent markets and stuff like that. But it was, I was interested to see that they actually ranked him in the top 100. Vigio's there now, would. too. Correct. Of well, course. come on, according they put yeah. Vigio was the fifth best second baseman in baseball, according to the Strutter thing on MLB yeah. Network. So yeah. <laughs> he's ranked number one, right? Right. 71. One. Um, one, with a, one with a seven in front of it. Number one. So seven is Greek for number. Got yes. yes. Got number, yes. Number, one, number one in your heart, Adam. Yes. That's right. Man Crush Monday on a Wednesday. Oh, my God. All right. All right, guys. That's all we got. Uh, unless there's more questions, Craig. Last, 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 Sorry. last. Sorry. Last. No, no. Yeah, no, we have time. Apparently, Dan Schulman on the Fan 590 said today that he could see Alex Manoa making it into the pen by September. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. See it? If it's a, if it's expanded rosters, we're talking about in September. Sure. Yeah, I would say he's in that ballpark, but right now he is not on the forty-man roster. So mm-hmm. that would also have to create a forty-man roster move come September call-ups, just to even make it yeah. happen. Make a trade. Yes, make there a trade. <laughs> where, is he, where is he starting, Craig? Um, Michael said today he's probably going to be a New Hampshire Fisher cat to start the season. Which, okay. and honestly, yeah. I think that actually makes. Plenty of good sense. Um, I can pull up that again, but he, honestly, he ended, guys, he ended he ended Dunedin right before. Yes. Or no? But yeah. now remember, okay. that's the restructuring flip flop. That's right. It's not the lug nuts. Right. I thought this was ironic, you know. Right. You have all these guys that are like, yes, I moved up. I'm out of Vancouver, and then now, oh, I get to go back to Vancouver, but I'm yeah. I'm better. <laughs> yeah, that's true actually. But but Vancouver's promoted with me. Yeah, yes. yeah. exactly. It's like the he whole, got a whole team, team promoted. Jump up with you. There it is. We played so good. Look what we did. I but the um the rotation at New Hampshire is going to look a little ridiculous according to this. Um, so Michael said that he'll has SWR will be the number one guy. Another gentleman that we Blue Jays fans should be pretty familiar with in um, Elvis Luciano in the number two spot is what he's yeah. projecting. So that makes sense. Um, Alex Moe in the third spot, Nick Aguilar. <laughs> and then Who? Uh, Maximo Castillo. It, El, 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 Algier, uh, I don't know. Algeria. I can't remember how you say it. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> right. better, better than what I would have done. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Maximo Castillo, who pitched really, really well over the last couple of years with the Dean Blue Jays and the uh, Lansing Lugnuts. I'm looking forward to this one. When we were writing in the last couple of years together in um, Jays Journal, Justin Maese was one of the best pitchers for the Lansing Lugnuts and looked like he was all of a sudden this diamond in the rough, right? He is finally healthy, and he is projected to be pitching probably for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to be able to do. Craig, so those are your... Uh... What about Joey Murray? Joey Murray, they actually had him in contention to for the rotation, but he's probably projected for Buffalo. Okay, well, mm-hmm. nice. The right. Buffalo rotation is either Merriweather, Hatch, K, depending on where they align with the major league team. Zoic, Patrick Murphy, and Joey Murray. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's right pretty now solid. I'd like considering yeah. for AAA, I think that's pretty solid. They and then the better. other wild cards in that are the fact that you don't know where uh, Wagus Peck's going to end up. And uh, Zach Logue is the other one. Mm. This is why another trade needs to happen. There's so many names down there I'm excited about. It's like we have a full beer and it's kind of you know, foaming out. It's overflowing. <laughs> it's overflowing at the 716 Sports Bar and Grill in downtown Buffalo. There you go. <laughs> right next to Pearl Street. That's right. And there the we go. House. Can't hate. Can't Plugs. hate. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Um, Connor, you know the deal. 
you're familiar with the process. You can promote any and everything you've got going on, where people can find you, where people can locate the 6-4 King. Uh, go for it, man. Floor is yours, bro. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at T-O underscore sports views. Uh, you can check out the podcast. Uh, it's the uh, the TSV podcast. I'm gonna be probably doing another podcast episode within the next couple of weeks. I wanna I wanna actually touch on Blue Jays topics more. It's been more Raptors focused lately. Uh, but I was telling Craig before we went live that the baseball and the Jays have always been my first love. Very similar to you, Adam. Um, Raptors and basketball kind of you know it came second, but uh the the baseball has always been my first love as a sport i i grew up playing and in the sport i follow the most so um i'm gonna probably get to a little bit more focus in on on the jays and that can mainly be where you find me uh if you want to hear some some fire hot takes and some you know outrageous one-liners you can always listen to podcasts like jaybird watching because i'll be i'll be around i'm here i i when when my when my internet likes to cooperate with me i'll be here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever since we last ragged on you it wasn't too bad dude so i dude true. i did okay, okay so like stepping up like little little you. tiny trick i was back here initially and i like slowly shuffled my Push computer up the and, like, yeah i was kind of doing one of these like i was moving it a little bit and i was pushing it a little bit closer and i don't know i think listen all these little all these little shithead kids around my block they're all gaming like like late at night and like everyone's everyone's taking my bandwidth bro like we don't need your Fortnite clips. Just let me let me let me talk Jays with the boys. Come on, shit. Hey man, anyway, Josh Josh Allen was on Fortnite, all right, and he pounded a blue light. Just ahead. Fine. Yeah, he upgraded to COD. Don't worry about it. Pounded one. Warzone Warzone duels with Stephon Diggs. That's how they got that chemistry. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Games bring people together. Right. Okay, so I can't hate that much. Um. Yo. So everyone. There you go. <laughs> Follow Connor on Twitter. Uh, shout out to uh, Small Balls Inc. for life. Um, everybody, uh, subscribe to the TSB podcast. Um, Connor, we thank you for uh, hopping on. And look, while you're, you know, in that podcast realm, if you haven't subscribed to us already, please do. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, we are there. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please take the opportunity to give us five stars and a quick review. Doesn't really help juice the algorithms, but it makes us look really cool, and that's what we want. I mean, I'm a dad, so I'm not cool by definition. <laughs> Craig, you know the deal. We're not cool. We're not cool people. It just... Yeah, dad body. <laughs> We're just not cool people. We dad body. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just pretend to be dog cool. But, uh, yeah, there you go. We're, our best friends are dogs. So um, uh, that being said, also, if you if you like to watch videos, if live streams are your things, we are on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, all the places that you can get your live video streams from. We are there typically every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. You can catch us live. You can interact with us much like you've heard on the show. And if you missed it, don't worry. Still on YouTube. Subscribe to us at JBirdWatching. I think BirdWatchingGC is the handle for that. So that being said, gentlemen, send us like we always do with a two claps and a Ric Flair and a Let's Go Blue Jays. Woo! Let's go Blue Jays! Let's go Blue Jays!
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.